This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Bring all the tithes, plural tithes, all. Not, not a portion of it, not a little bit of it, but he said bring all. Why? This is the first part of why, is that there may be food or resources in my house. That's the first thing that God says that the tithe is for. The second thing is this, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings that there will be not room enough for you to receive it. So the second area, he, he says those who will give will be placed in a position to receive great and overflowing blessings. And then he says in verse 11, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you, uh, for you and you're the field, says the Lord of hosts. And so the third thing is, God himself said he would rebuke the devourer for your sakes. So the act here arises from obedience and God always, he always rewards obedience. So let me share some things here with you from my heart, just a little bit. There was a time in our life where we weren't doing real good and financially, and I began to look at this passage of Scripture. And this is what came to me. How can I ask God to bless me when I don't do what he's asked me to do? And so when I begin to look at all the things that God wanted me to do, that only happens by obeying the scripture. So even in my life, I had to come to the understanding that if I don't do this, God's not going to open the windows of heaven. God's not going to pour out blessings on me. God's not going to rebuke the devourer for my sake. And so what this did to me, it, it began to motivate me on the inside and begin to stir me up. And so now it becomes a place of my heart that says, man, I, I, I got to honor him with all my tithes. Now, this is so significant, I believe, for the time we live in. I know a man who, who owns a restaurant. He doesn't live here in Lubbock, but I know him personally. And years ago, he had one restaurant, and his restaurant was really struggling. They didn't know if they were going to make it from paycheck to paycheck, how they were going to continue to pay their employees. And he said that all this time, he said, I hadn't honored God. I hadn't honored him with my tithes and offerings. And he said, man, I, I couldn't keep good help. So one day in prayer, him and his wife said, we're going to step out. We're going to start honoring you, Father God. And he said, they begin to honor God. And they've continued to honor God. And that business turned around in literally months. And because his faithfulness in that area in business where he honored him with all, not a portion, he didn't cut corners, but with all the tithe, he opened the second restaurant, and the third restaurant, and the fourth, and the fifth, and the sixth. And the last time I talked, he has seven restaurants now. And he said this, that it only happened when I begin to honor God in this time. So I, I encourage you. Man, you got to get a hold of this, okay? This was God's word. So I'm going to pray right now. I want you to bow your head with me. Lord, we, we honor you. We thank you, Lord, that as ones give their tithes and offerings, they bring all their tithes to the storehouse, Lord. And Father God, you're faithful to do what you said you would do, and we welcome your pouring out blessings on us. 
There will not be room enough for us to receive. And Lord, I speak that, I pray that over all our tithers tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to give you some of the word of God tonight on the area of authority in the name of Jesus. So turn with me to Hebrews 11. Hebrews chapter 11. And then we'll go to the book of Jeremiah 29. Hebrews 11 and then Jeremiah 29. And I'm going to make my way through the Bible. You know what? If we get through it all, great. If not, we'll pick up same time next week. So we know in the book of Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 6, it says it's impossible to please God without faith. It's impossible. So there's got to be an element of faith. But I want to start in verse number 3. Hebrews 11, verse 3, it says, By faith, by faith we understand. One translation says, faith empowers us to understand. So what does faith empower us to understand? By faith, we understand that the worlds, and that word worlds there, it, it signifies ages or it refers to time. That, that by faith, we understand the worlds were framed. The worlds were formed. They were created. They were beautifully coordinated. The word frame means they were set in order. To make fully ready, they were fitted. How? By the word of God. By the word of God. The awesome power of God's word. Now, as I begin to look at this passage here, when he says that the worlds were framed by God's word, the word framed, when it's spelled F-A-R-A-M-E-D, to me is, is a builder's term that you would frame your house or you would frame a building. And so I begin to look at it and I thought, okay, if God is a builder, which he is, he framed the world by the words out of his mouth, the word of God. So what would happen if me and you begin to step out by faith and frame our lives by the word of God? Every part. That, that we frame our lives by what I speak. We, we frame through the word of God by my mind, my thinking, and my actually doing it. So I want to highlight something here with us tonight. Our God is a builder. He's a builder. Now go with me to Jeremiah chapter 29. Jer cha Jeremiah chapter 29. After we go to Jeremiah 29, we'll make our way back into the New Testament in Matthew. Okay, Jeremiah 29. Many of you will know this passage of Scripture, but I read Jeremiah 29, verse 11, and I read it in the, the New International Version, and it made some incredible statements. So we begin, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I thank toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope. Now, in the New International Version right there, it says... For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope and a future. Now again, we said this, God is a builder. But when I look at the words in the New International Version that he has plans for every one of us, you don't ever start building a building or a new home unless you got plans. You got to have some blueprints. So God has some plans and the blueprints for me and you life. And you may say, well, what is that? Look at verse 12. Then you will call upon me and you will pray to me and I will listen to you. 
So the way that God's plans start unfolding in your life is when I begin to obey, verse 12, I I call upon him and I pray. Verse 13, now listen. And you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. So as I look at this right here, man, God's got plans for us. He's got a future for you. But i got to hang around God and, and pray to God and ask God and seek God. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's Hebrews eleven six. Now, in order to, to see how God builds our life, we've got to start with the foundation. We've looked here at God's a framer. God has plans. But I want to take you to the foundation. So go with me back into the New Testament to Matthew 16. Matthew chapter 16, and watch how the Word of God will just unfold to you tonight. And some of you right now, you may be scratching your head and you're saying, man, Pastor, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. Well, I can't find anywhere in the Scriptures that says the Bible or the Word of God doesn't work during the coronavirus. No, the Word of God's going to work all the time, okay? God's got plans for you even right now. But i got to seek Him and i got to hang out with Him. So we begin now, Matthew 16, verse number 15, or verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Now, this is big for every one of us right here. This is a question mark in every one of our hearts. Who do you say that I am? Not not who your grandmother says I am. Not, Not who your sibling says I am. But Jesus specifically said to them, he said, but but fellas, who do you say I am? Verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, this was Peter's answer right here. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I will throw this in for you because a lot of times we have the thought when it comes to things of God that just because my past was bad, that means my future is going to be bad. And I highlight that because Peter had a, had a past too. But just because your past is bad doesn't mean your future has to be bad. What I found out with my past is either one of two things. I run from my past or I learn from my past. Well, in this situation here with the apostle Peter, he says, you're the Christ, you're the Messiah, you're the Son of God. Verse number 17, and Jesus answered in him and said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who's in heaven. So get this. Jesus says, who do you say I am? Peter says, you're the Christ, you're the Messiah, the Son of God. And immediately after he answers, Jesus says, blessed. Peter, you're happy, fortunate, and to be envied. Why did Jesus say that? Because Peter identified who Jesus was And when you identify in your life or in your heart who Jesus is, immediately you come under a blessing. Immediately. You're blessed, Peter. 
You're blessed. Verse 18. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock, and you are Peter, and you are on this rock. And so when I see the word rock there, it's literally the bedrock foundation. What was the bedrock foundation when he said, and you're a rock, you're a rock. The bedrock foundation for every one of us is salvation through the Lord Jesus. That, that's the foundation right there. The only way I can come on this foundation is Jesus has got to be Lord of my life. And so immediately he tells him, he says, and on this rock, and on this foundation, the principle of the name of Jesus, and on this rock, look what he says here. And I will build, I will build, I cannot build without a foundation. So once you have that foundational level as Jesus is Lord of your life, the building starts. It's, it's not the ending point. It's just the start. And Jesus wants to build. And so he said, and, and I will build. I will build. I will build my church, the ecclesia, the legislative assembly, and I will build my church. What's the church? It's people. And you know what the Lord Jesus just said? I will build my church on the foundation of people just like Peter who know me as Lord and Savior. That's Jesus' desire. Now look what he goes on to say with this. And I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. The gates of Hades means the power of death. It cannot prevent the advance of the kingdom nor claim victory over those who belong to God. The gates of hell won't prevail against it. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. So we go back and we say, what's the it? The it is the church. What is the church? The church is people. What is people? The people that are made up the foundational principle that Jesus is Lord of my life. And so he begins to give us some instruction here. So if the gates of hell won't prevail against this church, how does that look for me and you? Verse 19, and I, the Lord Jesus says, and I will give you Who's the you? The very ones that are like Peter that have accepted Jesus as Lord of my life. And he said, here's how we're going to build our church. And I will give you the keys. I will give you the keys, the governmental authority. And in this place right here, Jesus literally activated the provision. Jesus said, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. That's what he did. Now look what he says we're to do with those keys. And whatever you, whoo, I'm telling you, he's building, he's building. And whatever you bind on earth, and that word bind means to forbid or to harness. So whatever you harness on earth will be harnessed in heaven. And whatever you loose or release on earth will be released in heaven. So guess what Jesus did right here? He walks out, Isaiah twenty-two, twenty-two. 22. 
your personal reading, go there and you'll see it was prophesied about Isaiah that we would be given dominion right here. So I begin to think about everything we've talked tonight. The foundational principle, Jesus, God be Lord of your life. Everything's focused on Jesus. He gives me authority. How does my authority work? In the name of Jesus. So how do I get saved? Through Jesus. How do I have authority? Through Jesus. How am I to pray? In the name of Jesus. So again, we go back to that bedrock principle tonight. It's Jesus. Colossians 3.17 says, Everything you do in word or deed, do in the name of Jesus. Do in the name of Jesus. So again, I go back and look here. He said, I give you. I give you the keys. If you're born again, you're blessed. And not only are you blessed, you got some keys. You got the authority. I've got to learn to use my authority. So again, we begin to see God's a builder. God is a builder. Turn back just to your left with me a little bit. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Woo, the gates of hell will never stop the, the church from being built, from advancing. Now we go to Matthew chapter 7. Get, get, get your pencil out on this because I, I believe this little passage of scripture here is going to really help us tonight. Matthew 7 verse 24. Therefore, whoever, whoever, that's what I love about the Bible, whoever, Whoever, again, I, I go back. I don't care how you started in life. God hadn't given up on you. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, acts upon them, obeys them, applies it to his life, whoever puts them into practice, I will liken him to a wise man. Now, who's saying all this? Jesus is saying this. Jesus right here, guys, is giving me and you another tool on how to build in the kingdom of God. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. So the wise man chose to use this material called building on the rock that was an unshakable foundation. And I highlight how we build on that rock is the one who actually listens and does what Jesus tells us to do. Verse 25, and the rains descended, the floods came and the winds blew and they beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. You may want to highlight that. Because just because Jesus is Lord of your life doesn't mean you're not going to go through some battles. We're going to go through battles, but I want you to hang on stuff. You may be in a battle right now where it seems like the rains and the winds and the floods are coming at you from all angles. But when I build my life off of the Word of God, off of that rock, I will not be moved. Verse 25, verse 6. But everyone, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine 
and does not do them, does not apply it, does not act upon it, does not practice, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Hmm. Verse 27. And the rains descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and it beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. The Amplified says, great and complete was its fall. So we go back and we look at verse 24, 25, 26, 27. And just for a second here, let's look at all the similarities. Every one of them in this story had the same opportunity to hear the word of God. Every one of them. Every one of them had the same set of circumstances come against them. The rains, the floods, and the wind. So you know what that tells me? I, I got to eliminate the word excuses that, well, God preferred him more than me. No, 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 look. We all had the same opportunity. Everyone hears and everyone experiences the rain the floods, and the wind. So when I looked at this, the only factors that were different was the one who does the word and the one who doesn't do the word. And so better stated that my choices of obeying the word are not obeying the word. I'm choosing what are the materials that I'm going to build my house upon. You're choosing that. And so I'm either obeying the word or I'm disobeying the word. And by my choice is not coincidental, not consequential, but by my choices of obeying or disobeying, I'm either building, ooh, I'm a builder, I'm a builder, I'm building on the rock or I'm building on the sand, and what happens is it locates me as either wise or a fool. It locates me as a person that's blessed or a person that's cursed. It, it, it locates me as a person that I stand or great is the crash. Now this is the word of God. This is what Jesus talked about. And so listen again. There's only two choices here. There's only two types of people. There's only two outcomes. I'm going to fall in one of those two categories. So I go back and I think about this. I choose to accept Jesus as Lord of my life. I choose to walk in the authority that I have in the name of Jesus. And I choose how I build my house. Off of what Jesus tells me to do. So when I look at every bit of this, and Jesus is telling us all the different ways you build. You lay that foundation through the name of Jesus. Don't ever let go of the name of Jesus. Don't ever let go of the name of Jesus. I tell you, you speak the name of Jesus. But also, and that's my authority. He said the gates of hell. And so let me ask you tonight, because this is at times what I hear the Lord saying to me. I gave you the keys. I gave you the authority to bind and to loose, 
Don't put up with it. But here's what I find out on this passage right here. When life gets tough, and we're in a tough battle right now, globally, you're going to find out real quick what you built your life on. You're either going to build on Jesus' words. And so I encourage you, build on Jesus' word. Now, this is the last passage I'm going to go to tonight. Deuteronomy chapter 26. Deuteronomy 26. You know what I find myself doing in my, my own personal life? I continually stay with the foundational principles of the word of God. Jesus. I, I, I got to stay with Jesus. I got to stay with the word. I got to stay with these things. And I got to continue to live for him, even in these times that we live in. Deuteronomy 26, verse 16. This day, this day, or today, I've got to learn to make my todays count, okay? We live in a society that, that, that likes to push things to, well, I'll do it sometime. But this day, today, the Lord your God, he commands you to observe these statutes and these judgments. Therefore, you shall be careful to observe them with all your heart and with all your soul. Now, Here's the step with the Word of God on this verse right here. It's not just to know what the Scriptures say. And it's not just to talk about them. He said, be careful to observe them. In other words, God is into the James 1 people that are doers of the Word and not hearers only. So the only way that the word of God benefits me is to obey it. Now, when you look at what he says, my statutes, my judgments, obey them wholeheartedly. He doesn't tell us these things to beat us up. He tells us that, man, there is a blessing when I obey the word of God. Verse 17, today, today, you have proclaimed the Lord to be your God. That's the foundation again when we get born again. We make a vow to Jesus that Jesus, you're Lord of my life. And that you will walk in his ways and keep his statutes. Now what I did in verse 17, I took an orange marker today. And I marked in verse 17 right here. How many times he says his. And so I want to go back and I want to start. And I want you to count these. Because it's his word. It's his commandments. Okay. So today you have proclaimed the Lord to be your God. And that you will walk in his ways. One. And you will keep his statutes. Two. His commandments. Three. His judgments. Four. And that you will obey his voice. Five. Do you kind of get this right here? It's a big deal to God. I, I don't think he repeats this five times for him to say, look at me, look at me. I think he's repeating this over and over. You got to get it. 
You got to get it. You got to live by his word. I've got to live by what he shows us and how he tells us to live. The rules, the regulations, the instructions. His, not mine, not mankind. See, this is where we get off. When we get away from the word of God and we think, you know what? I can do this and this. No, 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 no. I can't change my building materials. When I get around the bedrock of what the Word of God tells me, what Jesus did, man, I'm messing with sand. And the end result of sand, whoo, the crash was bad. Verse 18. Also today, the Lord has proclaimed you to be his special people. Woo, I don't know about you, I like that. I'm, I'm a special people. You're special people, and the reason he wants us to be a special people is he wants you to be fruitful in your living. He wants you to be blessed, and so the way I come under that blessing of I'm a special person to God, just as he promised you that you should keep all his commandments. How am I identified as a special person to God? Ooh, they obey me. They obey me from their heart. They, they, they obey, not, not just in their actions, but in their attitude. And so I want to highlight something here. Man, I, I ought to rejoice at obeying the Word of God. Too many times I think we look at the Word of God about a bunch of rules and regulations, and we say, man, it's just not fair. It's just, no, we ought to be saying, thank God I live by, his word of, by the word of God. I, I get to serve him. I get to obey his word. You know, as a child, I remember one of my jobs on a daily basis was, you take out the trash. And so I remember, man, I tell you, if we went out there and we didn't get the trash into the dumpster, whoo, we got lit up. That wasn't a good day. But I remember there were many times in my life I obeyed that commandment because I feared my father. I didn't honor him, though. Honor is revealed not in my action, in my obedience only, but in my attitude. You can obey God, and you can be PO'd about it. Ooh, I better watch when I say that here. You can be personally offended all the way to the dumpster. But when I don't do it wholeheartedly and say, Father God, I'm, I'm blessed to honor you today. I'm blessed to obey your word. I don't walk in the fruitful living that he desires for me to have. So not only am I to obey the word of God, I'm to obey the word of God with great joy. So we review here just real quick. Who do you say I am? See, that's the question, every one of us. That's the only way I get born again is my life is identified through Christ Jesus. And thank God, it has nothing to do with my past. Jesus took place, he, he stood in the gap for us. He took our place in that area. So just tonight, if you need to be born again, it's this simple. You, re you repent and you confess your sin and tell Jesus you blow it. And you ask him to come into your heart and say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I want you to be Lord. And then I, I hang with the name of Jesus. 
What do you mean you hang with the name of Jesus? That's how I pray. That's how I rebuke. That's how I bind is in the name of Jesus. I say, Lord Jesus, I'm honored to obey your word. So my life is centered around Jesus. Don't, don't, don't be misled. Don't be confused about using the name of Jesus. If you're born again, you're blessed and you're, you, you're, you're entitled to use that name. He desires you to use that name. So just right there where you're at, just bow your head and let's end with prayer tonight. Father God, we thank you that you're a builder. Oh, Lord, we thank you that our foundation is the name of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb. And, Lord, I pray a grace tonight. Father God, that that blessing, whoo, we are special people. Not only are we blessed, we're special people. We're children of the Most High. And so, Father God, stir up within us. Stir up within us your word to obey it. Stir up within us, Lord, the authority you've given us, that you gave us the keys and so, Lord, right now, we speak upon every person that's watching live streaming tonight. The blessing of God are upon you. Have a great week. Expect a miracle. Look to God in these times we're in. And we'll see you Sunday morning at 11. God bless you. Have a great night. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.